welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and their fabulous guests just relentlessly and slowly make their way toward the never-ending goal of revisiting the 80s movies that we think we love or might have missed with these, our modern adult eyes, in order to determine how well they hold up, if at all, in some cases. Um, and today we watched The Terminator, a movie selection from 1984. In this city, under cover of darkness, someone is stalking Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor? Yes. Sarah Connor, 35, brutally shot to death in her home. You're dead, honey. What's this? Dead girl, too. Sarah Louise Connor. Is this right? Of course, we'll have more on this late-breaking story as it comes in. She doesn't know why, but it's her he's after. Did you reach the next girl yet? No, I didn't get an answer. Pick up if you're there. I think that there's somebody after me. And no one can help her. Except for one man. I'm Reese. It's a sign to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. This isn't true. Help me that man. Just get up after you do. It's not a man. Machine. Terminator. Underneath it's a hyperalloy combat test. Microprocessor controlled, fully armored, very tough, but outside it's living human tissue. They cannot make things like that yet. Not yet. Not for about 40 years. Are you saying it's from the future? They came to fight. For the one woman who could save their future. And this, uh, computer thinks it can win by, uh, Killing the mother of its enemy. One came to protect her. I came across time for you, Sarah. The other to kill her. Arnold Schwarzenegger is... The Terminator. Inhuman. Unstoppable. He has only one purpose. Murder. Can you stop it? I don't know. And now Sarah Connor's world has become a battlefield. With her at ground zero. And the Terminator closing in. An adventure unlike anything you've ever seen before. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. This is like the longest trailer in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love like that kind of trailer narration. Like I miss that. I miss that. I want someone to tell me what is happening in the trailer and the movie that we're watching. And two times we got Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Yeah. So that's yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, he he had just done the Conan movies. Conan. It's Conan. The, no. It, <laughs> it's Conan. It's Conan? It's Conan. I think I'm saying the same thing you're saying. <laughs> I, I hear the same word myself, yes. Thank and, you. And uh, I, I very much miss uh, narration of uh, of trailers where they, you know, lay out the entire plot as part of the trailer. So that way I, I really get a good feel for what I'm going for. Because, you know, visually I may not follow and understand what you're telling me. But if you just, you know, lay it out for me beat by beat, that's that, that's money right there. Now, yeah. now, I, know, now I know I'm in. Yes. You'll yes. feel many emotions in The Terminator. Tell me what those emotions are. <laughs> I need to know if I'm doing it right. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm the uh, comedian for this podcast and director uh, at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And with me as ever is filmmaker Nathan Blackwell. Well, hello there. 
<laughs> and joining us today is a podcaster extraordinaire uh, who you, I don't mean, I don't maybe hopefully have heard me uh, podcasting with a lot lately over at uh, the Next Real Film podcast uh, on Satmat and on the. Uh, we talked about Doctor Strange. We talked about uh, Morbius. That was an yes, exciting that, one. That was exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very so. excited to have Ocean Murph with us here today. Well, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be a part of the most excellent 80s uh, podcast. Yeah. This is going to be a doozy. All right. The Terminator. 1984. I've, I know I saw this movie as a kid. I can't remember a time before I, I've seen the Terminator, but I don't remember seeing the Terminator. It's like it was always a part of me. I don't know. I don't remember seeing it for the first time, but I've, I've seen so, it one million times. So this could be the first movie you've ever seen. Maybe it be. Maybe yeah. I went back in time to show it to myself so that I would not, never not know. Yes. To, to fear robots. Uh, what about for you, Ocean? Uh, for me, it was uh, so that when it came out, I was too young to watch rated R movies, uh, so I did not see I did not see it in the theaters or anything then. And um, also, it was you know I was young enough that it was still very scary, so I didn't want to see it then. Um, when Terminator Two came out, I was in college, and so I simil similarly to you, I don't remember exactly when the first time was I saw it. I know that I saw it before Terminator Two, so I either saw it at near the end of my high school or the uh, beginning of college. And so, and it has, um, it is, it is one of those movies where I loved it at the time and it, uh, has affected me in, in my, in my whole life in ways I don't, you don't really realize until you, until I watched it again. Um, it, you know, just until so in, in multiple ways, which we can, we can discuss later, but, um, yeah, that's when I first saw it. I immediately, uh, loved it. Always have loved it. I have seen it more times than I can count, probably easily a, a dozen or so. Um, you know, uh, you know, and I, I really, I've, I've always loved this movie, and, and uh, so I was, I'm really excited to actually watch it again. Awesome. And for you, Nathan, I'm guessing I, I was also too young to see this, which is why I had to see this when I was young. <laughs> so yeah. This, this was like when I think of the one movie that. As soon as like our mom like left for whatever reason, you know, that we had to sneak to the 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 superstar video, and and this was our one rated R pick, our covert, uh, you know, uh, she would never allow anything like this, you know. We could only play with Transformers, not GI Joes, because Transformers were too mil. I mean, GI Joe is too military, you know, um, and so we snuck and saw this movie um, while she was out. Um, and it was like the pinnacle in, in terms of then of like the rated R movies. This was like the violence, the scariness, the, the, the forbidden fruit, the action, you know, uh, it, it was a big deal. It was a big yeah, deal. Yeah. There's, there's a whole sex scene that I, completely erased from my own memories <laughs> like sitting there watching this with my 11 year old and going oh that's a lot of boobs ah! <laughs> oops uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and a lot of a lot of things that i sort of you gloss over it once there are 40 explosions you become numb to like explosions and shooting but the like goriness of him cutting into his oh like, yeah the, the body horror ooh. that was like the introduction to body horror I did not me. like it then and I don't like it now um, yeah yeah I, I I also was very uh, that was like the one scene that I think I saw in a in a vacuum was when he cut his own eye out then cut into his arm and everything and it was gory at the time mm -hmm. I, I find it bothers me so much less now because it's one of the it's really the, the only aspect of the movie that I feel that doesn't hold up over time, which is how it looks. His face looks so fake that it doesn't seem gory to me. It, it, it's obviously a prosthetic. Uh, you, you know, it's obviously rubber. And so mm -hmm. now it's just like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, if I get into it enough and think, oh, that's my eye, then it's kind of creepy. But other than that, it just, it's kind of, it's like, oh, look, they, they're cutting into a doll, into a mm -hmm. mannequin. You, you, know, you know, you can really tell that part. And so, yeah, so it bothers me less now that I, that I am older. But I also... I, I like you, Chrissy. I 
re- I remembered that there was the sex scene. I just didn't remember it was this much of a sex scene, you know. And so it's so, and it's very different from how how movies how this movie would be made now. That you know, even though you would still have the scene, it, it wouldn't look like this. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I I. So when I was a kid, my dad uh, had a video production company, and he used to take VHS copies of movies, take the sex out. So, like, the sex scene in this and the sex scene in Top Gun, like, I I think I've only seen them maybe, like, three times in my adult (laughs) life, and I didn't know that. I thought they just went right to volleyball. Um, And, like... Uh, he used to also take out the scariest bits and make like little horror reels. And this, the eye cutting part of this was in that like little horror reel that he used to make to like scare us. And that and the part <laughs> from Poltergeist where he like picks at his skin. And I was just like, no, I don't ever want to see someone like looking at their face in a mirror in a bathroom and like doing something terrible to it. Oh, it really gets me. Um, so this movie it tells us of a terrible future that is that starts in 2021 and the peak of it is in 2029. Did I, am I getting those dates right? Uh, I, I remember I the 2029. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought the, in this movie, judgment day happens in 97. In 97. Okay. In 1997. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From, yeah. Judgment day is 97 in this version and because it's you know 1984 so 1997 is a good 13 years away so you know it's it's nice and futuristic and so yeah yeah but that's mm-hmm. and then yes and and Reese is sent back in 2029 i believe from 2029 goes, right from 2029 yeah. yeah sent back then to 1984 yes okay. which you know as we find out that it was kind of a hail mary from the the robots to kind of yes. like apparently the uh, the the humans were on the verge of of success you know they they basically pulled off their their victory yep. and then the robots uh yeah it was, it was their hail mary to try to then uh win, win the war retroactively because uh you know at least what kyle reese when he's when he's talking about he's saying that they'd already won so killing john connor then uh wouldn't matter and, and so they need to go back and kill him before he was born and so that then that's and that's the premise of this one which was a great premise that is just destroyed in sequels but in this one it works it works really well yeah this yeah. is one of those series where it's like jaws to where like what like with jaws like the first one is a masterpiece and then all the other ones you you should pretend like they don't exist like with with the terminator movies it just really the james cameron ones need to exist and then you can pretend like everything else doesn't but Terminator 2 is great. Yes. yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That's also I, I just James. want to make sure we're all yeah. on the same page with yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, Arguably better than the first one. You know? I agree. Yes. Well, although, like, but it's mm. it's so weird because I know it so well. Like, it's that's hard why I said to say. Arguably. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's I, I think you could definitely say it's a better movie on its on its own as far as entertainment and what it's providing and everything. Um, mm. I think that there are aspects of the first one that um, make it where everything it, things make more sense. Uh, Terminator Two starts introducing elements that would then make you question, well, why didn't they do that before? If if you're thinking about it logically, but it is a bigger, more entertaining, more colorful, more the uh, effects and everything are more realistic, and, and it's a, a Terminator Two is a great story, you know, and I and I love Terminator Two. Is no, I'm not putting it, throwing any shade to that at all, uh, but it does, you know, Terminator One kind of has this for me special place of where it's it's it it's one to me a special rare movie that still works. Because, because it's you know it's just a chase movie at the end at the end of the day, and that mm-hmm. that even even when I was watching it again recently, it's still you know you still kind of get on the edge of your seat. You're still like, are they gonna you know? I'm like, I, I know they're gonna make it. You know, I know they're, they're gonna make it. it, uh, it they're it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still are they gonna make it? It's gonna get it's gonna get them. You know, so it still seems impossible though. That yeah, hand yes, it does, is huh? is tickling her little her throat. N- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah, it's a lean, fast simple movie mm-hmm. and i think yes. that's one of the i think the lessons like of of that you know there's nowadays there's some you know a lot of blockbusters that are just a very complex mess you know it's not as you know it, ultimately it's a great thing to to create a very simple story that you create that you tell in a complex way rather than a complex story 
that is just all over the place that ultimately becomes a little muddy. We start by seeing, you know, we get the blah, 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 this is happening, yada, yada, 2029, the machines, wasteland, skulls, it's not, it's not nice. Uh, and then we get the sphere of energy with a very nude Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and he encounters the three punks like this part of the movie. I remember like really clearly, <laughs> except I, I, this is the first time I was like, Oh, Oh, that's his penis right there. That's, Oh, I just saw it. I saw it. I can't unsee it. Like yeah. y- young me's mind was just like, boop. Those, yeah. Does that over. exist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so with these three punks, it's Bill Paxton and two other guys. Uh, and Bill Paxton has tread marks on his face as if he's been run over by a car. But he had to have... Face yeah, or it's a tattoo or it's something. Yeah. But it's like, he's like, that's his persona. He's like, hey, I'm the guy who's been run over by something. <laughs> I'm it's a, a badass. <laughs> I, th- I I view him as a uh, visionary of the popularity, future popularity of face tattoos. Yeah, and he's he's the progenitor of, of all those things. He also Post also Malone knows everything yes. to Bill Paxton in does, the 1984 does, yes. Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and then I was gonna say also the thing with Bill Paxton, which I um, here's your your useless bit of trivia uh, is that he's the only character that has speaking roles in a Terminator, an Alien, and a Predator movie. Nice. Hey, way to go, yeah. Bill! Um, and then so we jump right into like how messed up this movie is going to get when he punches his fist through a human body, which is like, poop, like, it's, <laughs> yes, poop. <laughs> um, and he, well, takes he has to, yeah, well, he has to establish that he's the bad guy, right? Because the, the, I, I think the initial conceit when the, when the two, when they both arrive, you know, you're supposed to not be sure which one's the good guy, which one's the bad guy, but they want to make sure that you know right off that, that Arnold is the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah. They do play the, the ambiguity of, of Reese when he yeah. shows up. Is he meant to kill them? He seems a little nicer, but he's still definitely kind of like a feral animal who wears hobo pants without underwear for the entire movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so so you're still kind of questioning what's well, about him until ultimately I mean you have a feeling and and honestly like anyone who's watched the trailer was told that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it multiple times and that and that Kyle Reese is the one man who can save her and when he so when we see him in his glowing time bubble like he is scar- he's scarred really badly like he's just covered in gross scars and I think Arnold was like perfect in in every way also had a better time bubble arnold is uh stationary on the ground nice and nice and easy gets to look up and and look look around and he kind of stands up and you know has the has the terminator that little dun 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 dun, going to the background all the beautiful that and kyle reese is just dropped from the sky right his bubbles like that it's like it's like oh we were 10 feet too high above ground you're gonna you're gonna hit that's like the, the the machines have already perfectly figured it out, and then yeah. the humans are like slapping the keyboards. Yeah, get in. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's running around. He's being chased by the cops. He's like, "What year is it?" It's chaos. Except for he gets those beautiful Nikes that get many many beauty shots throughout this film. Is like Nikes, Nikes, high top Nikes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you had high top Nikes? He's got high top Nikes. Um. And then we meet Sarah Connor. She's got the best scooter. I, oh, I want that scooter so bad. Like that cute little like Vespa like thing that she's got. Um, she's like cute and funny. And like we immediately like her. She's not a good waitress at not a good Bob's big boy. Um, and uh, then we see so we cut back to the Terminator he's like gun shopping just one one word like that and this I will take this <laughs> yeah so uh, it's their it's their little small commentary on the American gun laws and the and the ability to, to acquire them so quickly and easily yeah and then he's ha- like, and you gotta fill out a form exactly and, and then having like, the bullets right by the counter no. 
<laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, he wouldn't pass a background check. No. Uh, so, so he, he only had one option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then, he, and then killing the store owner just, you know, be, because, uh, you know, but although it was efficient, I'll, I'll, I give, can't I'll give. Pay. I'll give I'm embarrassed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 He's a shoot first kind of guy. Um, and then so back at the restaurant, Sarah Connor's friend is like, oh, my God, this is so hilarious. You're going to love this. Come take a look. Someone with your exact name has been brutally murdered. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, exactly. You're dead, honey. You're oh, well. dead, honey. Yeah. Um, I can totally see that. As being like people being like, you know, what's hilarious. Someone named Nathan Blackwell has been getting killed left and right and sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, but they wouldn't be able to piece it together now because the only way they got the, the figured out the, the the pattern was to look at the phone book. And yeah. We, we, so right now we'd have no idea what order you are in the phone book, so you wouldn't know if you're next. You know, Lisa so, kind of got uh, to find out. You know. Also, they have time travel, but they both needed to find a yellow pages when they got to 1984. Like <laughs> yes. you're from it's, 2029. It's pre-internet. It's pre-internet. Yeah, it's, it's, but well, it's, the it's availability pre- of public information at an actual page is really the villain of this movie. Well, they did said they had like very loose information in terms of like, you know, what her name was and where she lived because apparently they bombed like the whole planet, yeah. you know? And didn't think, eh, I, maybe we should have a backup of our digital information. There wasn't much at that point. Yeah. I think. So. so we get to meet, like, uh, we get a little bit more of her, like, home life. She's blow drying her hair with her uh, insane. Gr- great um, hair, by the way. Great hair. So feathered. <laughs> feathered. Yeah. That, so that, look needs to, that look needs to come back. Yeah. High yeah. and dry. That's the 80s look. Like, yeah. there's no moisture in that hair anymore. Yeah. Um, and her roommate is so funny. Ginger is the roommate's name. And she's just like putting on lipstick in the most insane way. She's like got headphones on. And that's like all that she cares about is her headphones. They're getting ready to go out. Um, Sarah's got a pet iguana and she gets dumped. So she decides to go to a movie instead. But it really occurred to me like we should all be dressing each day. Like that's the outfit you're going to be on the lamb. In. <laughs> There's a lot of different criteria I use for going out. It's like, A, am I going to be going on the lamb in an adventure? Or B, am I going to get killed today? And this is my ghost outfit for all for of forever. life. Yeah. yeah. So, so choose and, wisely. Yeah. And so this is what I ended up with is just kind of like a most obviously like hard rock t-shirt. Standard t-shirt yes. jeans. Yeah. 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 Uh, but she's looking very cute, very high-waisted in her jeans. Um, and th- so then we meet the two cops who are putting it together. And they're like, oh, maybe we should, like, call the other Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, s- there's so much smoking. They're, like, smoking more than one cigarette at a time. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, well, yeah. There's one where Paul Wind, uh, Warfield is has a cigarette in his hand. And he's like, "Give me a cigarette," and then he doesn't uh-huh. realize he has another one until until then. And I was like, "Oh, the eighties." <laughs> yeah. When that was like, I mean, and when this came out, that would be, and that is that is also definitely a different thing with our eyes now that we notice all of that. Whereas mm-hmm. at the time back then that's no big deal. You could, no. you know, you could still smoke on airplanes, you know, back then. Right. So it was like to, to smoke in a, in a police station. You're like, wow, look at all that ventilation they've got going on there. It's, it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have given that a second thought. And so I, 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 I it's one of the things that I do find that where you can almost time stamp movies of like when they were made based on like, oh, okay. Are there, is it a whole bunch of smoking? It's the, you know, somewhere between the sixties and eighties yeah. is when uh-huh. this came out. Yeah. How Even movie- smoking? Exactly. It's also it's also fascinating with like lower like I find that lower budget movies are more reflective of the time they were made in, you know, like this this the first terminator was pretty darn low budget, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but they have less control over the production design, they're not like creating sets, they're using existing locations. They might have like a lot of background actors bringing in their own clothes. And so you've got a lot more of like the feel of 1984, or they probably shot this in 83 if it came out in 84, of like what these locations and people actually looked like more than like bigger budget stuff 
which which they kind of are able to kind of like pick and choose and design everything. Um, and it, it didn't it, didn't they shoot a lot of this um, illegally and <laughs> secretly? And so no, I'm, I wouldn't say a lot of it, but they definitely probably did some. Like you can't do big car chase sequences illegally, you know, right? Um, because that will get you into trouble. But I'm sure that they a hundred percent got some stuff of like. The Terminator walking up to a street, punching in through a window, or like mm -hmm. Sarah Connor coming up in her scooter, you know, that and kind I, of stuff. I, honestly, I hope that everybody at the Tech Noir Dance Club is a real person who was really having a great time because <laughs> I had a great time looking at their outfits and watching them dance, and I adored every single one of them. So she, Sarah Connor is, like, trying to play phone tag with pay phones and quarters, and she's calling the, like, emergency police line, and finally they get a hold of her, and they're like, you're in public. You'll be safe. Uh, and both my kids went, <laughs> oh, safe because she's in public. Right. Oh, um, the 80s. <laughs> uh, and then kablooey, kablooey, kablooey. Here comes the Terminator. And this is like, we're like, oh, she's running away from Kyle Reese. She, there's also like Arnold Schwarzenegger is there. Things are blowing up. It's chaos, and then and then we get. I think one of the best lines in movie history: "Come with me if you want to live." Right? And he's like not being that nice about it. He's like, "Uh, come with me if you want to live." I guess. Yes, and it is a line that is repeated multiple times in all in various other uh, Terminator movies and copied in other and other movies. It, it's a great line, but uh, yeah, I think that it also. Um, it starts to set the initial stakes of where, at least as far as the movie goes, you you understand that that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator from the trailers, and you understand you know this as an intellectual you know audience member. But this is the first time where you see, oh, he can take several shotgun blasts to the chest and still get up, right? And and, and, honestly, and honestly, what the, well, the way it happens in this movie more than others, the the slow, deliberate pace at which he gets up is also equally as menacing and where, and where he, you know, gets shot a few times, falls down, gets back up, then, you know, comes and tries to, to kill her again, then gets shot again, goes out the window, falls out and everything, then gets back up. Then for uh, really, which they also show, then they, you know, then they finally, then it finally gets through uh, with, with Kyle and Sarah, they finally get the idea of, Oh, maybe, you know, at least Sarah does. Hey, maybe I should run. Cause he's not, he's still getting up. And then they, they run. And then also they, they do demonstrate the first, what I feel was the machine's design flaw, which was making the Terminator not that fast of a runner um, yeah. because mm -hmm. of the, the big bulkiness that, that, that mm -hmm. they could outrun, they could outrun him and get away from him. But, and then they start the, you know, the first car chase sequence, you, you know, which is, you know, there you know, where, where it's, and it's an interesting car chase in that you feel like a car chase is happening when one is not. Cause really once they get into the car, uh, the Terminator punches through the window, you know, starts grabbing Sarah Connor and pull, pulling her out through the window where you're like, oh, well, she's dead here. You know, Kari still, you know, gets him off the hood and then takes off driving. And she is driving easily 85, 90 miles an hour down downtown L.A., which is an impressive feat. But you can use sidewalks. So that helps out some. But the, <laughs> the fact is, at this moment, they're not actually being chased. Right, because he's he's on the ground. He has to go. Then you know, get the cop, and he goes getting the radio and all that, and he's you know surveilling. But they're not actually being chased, and he's still driving as if they are attracting what I assume to be the largest amount of police attention you would get from that. Because I mean, there's a lot of cops following them all the time, and I was sitting there watching it, thinking, well, did the cops not have much to do? Because you know, at, at this point, he's basically just the he's, he's been speeding. You yeah. know, and so, yeah, that's really what he's been doing at this point. But they they attract a lot of cop attention. They find the parking garage. In. But I, I liked part of what I liked about this scene, looking back on it, was that idea of where it's like a car chase without being chased, you know, and that they, they've already gotten me into I'm being chased mode even before I, I'm being chased. You're just mm -hmm. constantly being chased. You're never not being chased. It's always right there. And I totally agree. And like that part is the scary part where you're like, it's done. We did it. We won. It's dead. Watching, watching, <laughs> watching. <laughs> oh, shit. It got up. Run. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then like in addition to like, you know, seeing him 
unstoppable in in person just that uh, that speech was so effective where reese is just kind of laying out like mm -hmm. how it works like you can't bargain with it you can't reason with it it never feels pity or remorse it will not stop until you are dead yeah. you know and then it takes a vacation but not until you're dead <laughs> you're dead and then it will go bowling um yeah, it's very scary, and uh, I think that Michael Bean as Kyle Reese like is a really likable, but gruff kind of guy, and he's he's the one who's always explaining explaining things, and he does say right like the future isn't permanent. This is one possible future, and so I always he get thinks, like yeah, he like really bogged down and like okay. It's the whole chicken and the egg thing, right? Of like, well, in order for John Connor to exist, then this has to have happened. And if this happened, then didn't that happen? And if you can send organic matter through time, why can't you send everything else? If you can send bones and eyelashes and, and nose hairs, why can't you send a t-shirt? I don't understand. <laughs> they kind of like quote solve it by have someone having someone who doesn't understand how it works kind of like try to explain it. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not a pencil neck. I, it's, it's something about fields. It's something about fields. Energy Look, fields. All I know is I'm here to help you. No one else uh -huh. goes through. No one goes back. I'm here to save you. He's here to kill you. Ask, ask me no more questions. I'll tell right. you no more lies. So they, yeah. he does get arrested and we get that nice moment where she's like, uh, uh, they will kill you. We got to, we got to take this one for the team. And the cops are like, look, he was probably on PCP and he had one of these jackets and everything's okay. And he's just a cuckoo banana pants. Yeah. Which, which is all logical from their perspective. Yeah. You know, you, you can't expect that the, that 1984 cops or really even 2022 cops would jump immediately to, Oh no, I know what this is. He is a right. robot from the future. Right. And it's, he, oh, it's he, a Terminator he, or a Predator. A, right, exactly. Yeah. He, he's, he's your savior. So we're going to let you go with him because he's going to help you run from this, this other Terminator thing. Because, you know, we recognize that if you're here, the Terminator machine will come here and kill all of us so that, you know, yeah. that, for them to jump to all those conclusions would have been like, it would have been ridiculous. And so I, I, right. I honestly, feel that hey these cops are making logical sense that they're not bumbling stupid police detective which is a trope you see in a lot of these movies it's like no every step they make even though it ultimately ends up to be futile it's logical they're, yeah they're yeah. trying and and i feel like that's a james cameron thing like you see that in a lot of his movies to where there is cause and effect and there is like you know um like a logic and a research and you do see things that that would happen in real life that he uses for dramatic purpose, you know? Because as um, soon as Arnold Schwarzenegger gets there, they're all like, oh, shit! Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know! Run! Uh, <laughs> well, uh, to, to be fair, I think with that, though, and the part of what I like about that that sequence and that scene, you know, obviously now that has the catchphrases of all catchphrases. When he's, you know, he says, I'll be back, you know, and and the one thing that I'd forgotten about was the slow burn after that, because in my head, I'll be back started with, I walk out the door two seconds later, I'm coming through with the car. I forgot about the, I mean, easily 30 seconds of we're watching the guy write down on a piece of paper, Yeah, you know, like the, 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 the is there, it's, it's like they're, you know, you're, you're, you're having this length of time and because you're watching something so unentertaining, it seems like this long wait of time for him to come back. And you're like, you know, almost building up tension in yourself because you know, he's going to come back and, and, but it, and it feels now like he's been gone a really long time or, you know, are we safe now? And it's like, no, even when, and when he gets in, and starts, you know, killing all the cops and everything. I mean, there's the ones that are at their desk. I mean, let's face it. If I'm sitting at my desk having coffee, I don't expect to get shot with a, with a shotgun, right? So that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna put a damper on your day. Uh, but the other ones, I think that they, you know, even the cops that responded, they responded in in, in a regular form, in a re nice tactical form. They, you know, got up, you know, shot headshots, body shots, you know, got, you know, and everything, and just didn't realize, oh, I'm dealing with someone who isn't going to go down, right? And so so I can shoot you three or four times center mass. And you're just going to like, you know, kind of recoil back a half second and then shoot me dead. And so, yeah. you know, the, uh, the constant escalation of that is something that, you know, they, they could not have possibly been prepared for. Yeah. At this point, the Terminator movie hadn't even come out yet. 
They didn't. How, so how would they know? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah. I love. I love when we get to see the Terminator's perspective. Like that's one of my favorite. Things. Yeah, I remember that as a, a that being very very novel at the time, yeah. and so cool. Like I I reference that when I teach improv is to be like you have to think of yourself as having that Terminator's perspective where you're seeing like all your possible responses mm-hmm. and all the possible <laughs> ideas, and you have to just like have them here. And you, you all stay need to focused. pick your own fuck you asshole. Yes, exactly. Yes. Scroll through that list. Um, <laughs> It's your first idea is not always the best idea. Sometimes that second, third idea. Uh, So they do get away and we get a lot more storytelling from Kyle Reese. We get a lot of bonding with the two of them. Uh, They, you know, having like sexy bomb making time and they're like, oh, I'm, you know, here's here's how I make bombs as a kid. And they're getting to know each other. And then eventually shows him that photo of that he he or tells tells her that he had a photo of her. Yeah. That he one hundred percent jerked off to. I, I, so <laughs> much, so much. And he says like in a really surprising way. He says like I came here for you. I love you. I've always loved you. That's why I. That's why I volunteered. Uh, oops, I've said too yeah. much. Forget <laughs> it. Forget it. Oh, I gotta wash my face. Oh, I gotta. Uh, yeah. No, but you yeah, got ma- something in your eye. Yes, and remember those bombs. We need to be careful about. In order to uh, demonstrate my frustration, I must slam them into this bag very vehemently. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And at this point, we know the Terminator's on the way to get them because she called her mom, like a right. like a girl's a good girl's like gonna do. And yeah. was like, "Here's where I." Well, she doesn't know. She's like, no, she's she, new to being on the run. Right. Have you talked to your kids yet about that? Like, if they're being pursued by a Terminator, not to call you? Like, I don't care how worried you think you are about me. Yeah, you we've to, had to... You need to have the talk. My my parenting talks are, are very much like, if a Terminator is coming for you, here here's what to do. Like, yeah, if, here, yeah. if time travel happens... Mm-hmm. Don't get me involved. So, do not... Well, to be fair, you're dead. So, yeah. so really, you're you're protecting your children by telling them don't call me because the Terminator is going to come to me, kill me, and impersonate me in order to to find you, and you as, as it's done in multiple Terminator movies. So just you know, let it so let, don't let me be go. selfish. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. don't be selfish. Yes, unless <laughs> if, unless you're going to come rescue me with a Terminator of your own, that's okay. But anything else, anything short right. of that, if it's a human that's protecting you, just run. Just right. Tell me, tell me about, tell me all about your Terminator experience after it's been destroyed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't give me the address of where you are. Uh, I don't need it. What am I to do? Send you a letter? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't Call need the it. special so. police that yeah. only parents know well, about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, but so then they, we get this like they, the so much sex, like so much more sex than I thought was gonna happen well to be fair it, it had been cut out of your version I it's felt true like i didn't scene, know the scene was like 45 seconds and then half of it was just hands grabbing onto sheets yeah you know? well but i'm sitting there with my kids 16 and 11 and they're like he's uh-huh. honking her boob and i'm like stop looking at the boobs like <laughs> nice. well but also the, the thing about this movie which um, and so here's the, here's my my thought about, about the sex scene. So there was I had two thoughts at the same time. Well, in yeah, let's just let's just say I had two thoughts at the same time. Uh, my two thoughts were that one, yes, w- which we've described a lot of sex, and and that if this movie was made now, I think that the sex scene would just be implied. They they start kissing, oh, yeah. and then we, we just go. We have so unsexed our movies, right? Right. And and I and I started thinking about that why, and I was like, you know, because and I really think it's just much more of like, well. You know, with the with the with the massive availability and access to porn now, it becomes like you know, if I if I want that, I can get it from there. I don't need that in my regular movies anymore, especially you know that long. But and two, yeah, and then also everything is like available everywhere. It, it, so it absolutely it's like, is. Yeah. So yeah. if you want your Terminator to be on TV or on streaming, it's got to have less boobs. Yes. Less yes. Boobs. And, and and but the other thing which I kind of forget what I've. I guess no, I don't forgive is the right term, but if you think about the the premise of this movie, basically that scene is the point. Yeah, right. You know that 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 everything is about getting Kyle Reese back into this time frame, uh-huh. in this in this time zone, and for them to have sex to conceive John Connor. That's the, the whole movie is is for that. It's, and but so that's all they get too. Like they that's yes. all they're gonna get. 
yes, together. Uh, yeah, right, right. And that's yeah. it. And so, uh, so then, then I, I understand then why, you know, especially, you know, like when you think about it from, uh, as the filmmakers at the time where it's like, okay, we need to bring this, this point out and kind of draw it out because it's the reason we're all here yeah. it, it is for yeah, this. Yeah. So. And then of course, John Connor couldn't tell Reese that right. or it wouldn't happen. Yeah. He can kind of like lay the groundwork and give right. him the photos. Like, oh, don't you think my mom's cute? Don't you think cute? my mom's cute? Yeah, exactly. yeah right. <laughs> like he can't, he can't take him. It's like, I, it's like we won. Oh no, the, they said something back. And then, and then John Connor like grabs Reese. It's like I need you to fuck my mom. I need you to <laughs> fuck my mom. He's like, no, what, what, what are you doing? Why are we having this conversation? This is no. Um, uh, well, but also, he he would be like, I'm fine with that. I've been spanking it to her for uh, a while now. Yeah, so. she, she seems hot. You, saying real um, deal. I'm, I'm in. Uh, but also, like, I I do think that it, this is one of those movies that really like highlights how how odd it is i think that like we can watch like hundreds of people get shot and we're like mm-hmm. and then like la, la, la. one boob gets honked and we're like scandal <laughs> don't look you know like look away from the boobs look back at the people getting dismembered and the guy yeah. putting his arm yeah. apart yeah. Ugh. both those people Ugh. were very happy in that scene yeah, yeah. They, and they yeah. were you know and it was an, it was nice so anyway they, then afterwards, they're like all playful with the bombs. She's like, uh, "Think fast," <laughs> and they're like happy together. Does not last. Here comes the Terminator, and then it's like they get into a bomb throwing fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it's chasey chasey, runny runny. Uh, uh, bada boom, bada bing. Everything's exploding. We're getting in trucks. It's on fire. Is it dead? Of course, it's not dead. Now it's just naked, and. Yeah. Well, oh, it's it. just all machine. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, Kyle's been hit. He's hurt. They're running. They go to a like factory. Things are exploding everywhere. Um, they turn everything on to confuse it because it's like a T Rex, right? The well, the, the tracking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would it would be able to sense. Well, it would be able to sense the movement if nothing was moving in a room but them. Then it would be able to sense them faster. Whereas now it's has to identify the other movement. So, so uh, you know, again, it's it, it seems odd at the time when they're doing it and you're watching it, but I, I think it works. Yeah, you know that it's like, yeah, that's that's that would confuse something that at least you'd have multiple things moving around. Yeah, take the time and, and yeah. turn on the machines, exactly. and then I really like when she's like, because he's obviously very hurt, but yes. he, I think he also, you know, I don't know. Because he's just like, leave me and run. And she's like, no, get on your feet, soldier. We got a job to do. And she's trying to get him through it. And he puts his last little bomb inside the Terminator's tum-tum. Yes. And he doesn't doesn't make it. The Terminator does. Well, the the top half of the Terminator does. Introducing the scariest crawl chase ever. (laughs) Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. And and every time you th- you're sitting there going like all he has to if he just gets a hold of that ankle you know she's not going to be able to break free from it no. you, you know and she's not going to be strong enough to drag him and so no. if he gets a hold of the ankle that means he's going to climb up and it'd be like a like getting killed by a python because uh-huh. he'd have to climb up mm-hmm. to, get to her neck and then strangle her you know and so yeah it would just it's just it's all around terrifying scary way to die yeah and even when she like she she crawls through the squishy machine closes the gate and and while she's trying to like get the button that's like slightly behind her mm-hmm. it's like it's still just trying to like just get at her yeah. neck it's again it's gonna it's gonna uh-huh. get her oh my yeah. god and then she finally mooshes it and the light goes out and it's yes. like okay Ugh. yeah okay and, and there's yeah. one catchphrase that didn't make it to the other movies which is you're, you're terminated, terminated fucker, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also she should be thanking calories for turning everything on because otherwise that wouldn't have been if that wasn't on, yeah. then yeah, she wouldn't she definitely wouldn't have made it. Yeah. 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 Um so, yeah. and so then it's just like you know, she's uh, goes to the hospital, he's dead, she's in a Jeep, she's in Mexico, she's got a dog because dogs know terminators. Correct. Um, she's got her gun and this is the moment where she's like talking into her tape recorder to be like, well, how much should I tell you about boning down your, with your dad? Uh, he was your friend. He will be your friend. He's not your friend yet, but he is a will be. 
Um, yeah, I'll okay. tell you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was cool. Huh. He was a little mean at first, but we got uh, through it. He wore, um, he wore hobo pants and no underwear. No yeah, Well, you know, as a point of order, he stole the pants off screen. We don't know that he didn't also steal that hobo's underwear. The he very well could have underpants. Um, exactly. Unhoused yeah. man. Uh, may I have your undies? Uh, and then they she takes the picture, and that's where we get the picture. And mm-hmm. yeah, and the kid tries to charge her like what is in today's money, like fifteen bucks for a Polaroid. But it's like, yeah. look, he's gonna explode in a few years. Give him the five bucks. Don't, don't, don't. Exactly. You know, negotiate yeah. him down by a buck. These times are hard. Exactly. Give that kid all five dollars. And, and this picture is how your future baby daddy falls in love with you. I mean, I think it's worth the extra buck. I I, I agree with you. She did not need to negotiate down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the Terminator, baby. Like, I what a great movie. I I mean, I think we are all in agreement that it holds up. Um, yes, 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 it does, and uh, and and it's it's one of the. Not only does it hold up, it's one of the things of where which I was alluding to earlier that uh how one of the ways that it affects me is um, the drum beat. So like when, whenever in the movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger is standing in a room, just looking side to side, that, that dun, 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 that drum beat. Anytime I'm standing in a room looking for something and I just stand still and I start looking back and forth, that drum beat goes into my head. Yeah. Yeah. To, the, to this day. Yeah. That's yeah. great. <laughs> do you see yourself scanning oh, from the Terminator? Oh, I, I do. Point of view? I do. I, yes, I do. Yeah. Everything. Things turn red, and and I'm looking. Yeah, scanning. I see a bunch of numbers that mean nothing. You know, scanning going back and forth because you know just because it looks cool. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I remember like pausing it and watching the scan of what is all the information he's looking at and yeah. hitting pause, stop, stop, pause, stop. Because back then you didn't have like the internet just to tell you everything already. Someone on yeah. YouTube already having dissected. Like you wanted to know what were all the little details that they put in there. Yeah. Frame by frame. I love that you did that. That's a very Nathan Blackwell thing to do. I, I like it. <laughs> so, like, on a scale of one picture of your best friend's mom to ten pictures of your best friend's mom. <laughs> ten um, being the Ten best. being the best. Like, that's Christmas time. Uh, yeah. Are, are, are they friends? I thought they were. Were I, they I not? I have never gotten the impression they were friends. I, I I was always in the impression that John Connor was like, because effectively the way he describes the dynamic, it would be like you're in the army and Kyle Reese is like a a, a corporal or he's a, just a, he's a he's a fight he's a fighter, and then this great general came along and taught them and led them through things, and they've obviously interacted a couple times, but I I was never under the impression they were friends. They like, probably just, had to keep like a degree of distance between yeah. them, you yeah. know. Of yes. like both being familiar right. and like friendly, but yet still a bit of a a, a distance away. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I think they probably like cover that in some of the later movies, which is why it's like, oh, should they remake this? Should they redo this? They've done everything they can do to this. They've done everything they can do to this. This movie is is this little one is perfect the way it is. Um, uh, so on a scale of one to ten, Nathan, like set the tone. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with all you guys. I, my gut says 8.5 in terms of, of, uh, it holding up. There's, I would say, you know, there's, there's some parts where the, the visual effects or like the, the, the rubber Arnie head don't work as well today as they did back then. But I think all in all, like it's super strong, you know, like it's, lean and mean and it's it's solid so great what do you think ocean well here's where i I, i'm not exactly sure so the movie itself to me is clearly a 10 but if we're saying how well it holds up it it becomes a thing of well all right how much weight do i take off a point which i could how much weight for how it looks you know because the rubber head and then the cgi doesn't look good at all however they did a lot of this stuff with practical effects. And so even the, the, the sequence at the end, it looks like they're doing it with a practical effect. Like when they, when he's walking to the door, when, when he's, you know, just a machine walking to the door, that's obviously CGI. Cause that looks fake. But when she, when he's crawling after her, I, I, I think that they, you know, they, they did that practically. And so the practical effects, 
Yeah, with a puppet or you know, you know, something, right? Yeah, so yeah. Those hold up pretty well. And and so and it's it honestly is when I think through the movie, the only real quibble I have with the movie is that it looks dated, which is something do I now blame the movie for that? Because just because it's like, look, movie, it is your fault. You could not do graphics like you can <laughs> 30 years later. Yeah, you, C- CGI you know, so. hadn't even existed yet at this point. Yeah, e- exactly. Yeah. So they were using stop animation or like go motion for like yeah. the full body stuff. And then for like the chest up, the stuff that looked the best, they were using a real life size model, you know, uh, from the chest up that, that people were operating underneath, yeah. like ET. Like a yeah. puppet? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. you gotta bring ET into this? We were having a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> Long story. So yeah, so so I think that that becomes my quibble. So I think then just to be fair and to not belabor the point, I'll just do nine point five. You know, just knock off a little bit for it for the the fact that it looks old CGI. But other than that, the, the movie holds up on so many levels. Not the least of which, which we did not describe, is that from a time traveling movie standpoint, I think that it does something that's interesting in that. You know, yes, Kyle Reese says I'm from the future, maybe one possible future and all and all that. But I think that it leaves little breadcrumbs that is like, no, this was the only path that ever existed. Mm -hmm. It's an an infinite it's an infinite time loop that only worked this way, you know, because, you know, part of it, too, which to me was that, well, you know, when he's like he gave me a picture of you and I didn't know why. Right. So that tells you this has already happened. Right, because there is no other re- like like why would I be like all right, dude, that you're just one of my soldiers that I'm in command of? Hey, here's a picture of my mom. Check here's it out. My mom. Mm-hmm. Here's my mom. Like, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where they're like, "Remember the keys. Remember a trash can. It's like <laughs> yeah. remember to give Kyle Reese a picture of my mom." mom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I think that's a great analysis, Ocean, and and I agree. Like, I really want to give this movie a 10 for the same reason I want to give Die Hard a 10. And But I, I love giving 10s. Like, I, I always want to give everything a perfect score. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think both of you are pretty on the money. Like, I'll split the difference and say I'll give it a 9. And, I, yeah, just for the all of the reasons that you mentioned, the creepiness of the body horror and stuff but i think that this movie like i can't imagine a world where we didn't know what a terminator was so oh boy what a great movie so a deep cut recommendation um i had a hard time nathan did you have an easy time do you have um i so yeah it's tough it's tough if i was going to recommend like a movie to see for people who wanted to see more terminating like I, I'm More at a bit of a okay. yeah. I'm at a bit of a loss. So Terminator so, Two, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's the obvious. But so what I went with was um, more latching on to like the the post apocalyptic future humans, you know, existing. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an amusing show on Hulu called Future Man, which is really more kind of like um terminator meets the last starfighter but yeah. with kind of like the um seth rogan style humor so it, it basically you you've got um these people from the future who live in a very a more ridiculous version of what the the people in the terminator live in in the future in terms of of how they exist mm-hmm. um and so that's what i latched on to as as kind of an amusement uh, comedy alternative of that kind of future lifestyle of of how they've learned to cope and to progress after the civilization has been destroyed. Love it. Nice. Um, and did you come up with one ocean? I also had a hard time with this. So I decided to just come up with two so that way I could cover some of my bases. <laughs> I latched on to the uh, really two aspects of it. One, which is not a deep cut. So, you know, the, it'll be the things where I'm recommending seeing this, but, you know, you, you may have already seen it. Um, so the, 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 I guess the surface wound uh, recommendation is that, uh, you know, I'm, I was thinking about, okay, so I'm thinking about a character that is in a movie. It's a chase movie. He's being, they're being hunted for something they will do in the future, but they haven't done yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Sarah Connor's perspective. And so then I thought, oh, well, that's Minority Report. 
Oh um, yeah. You, you know, in that, in that, so if you, if you like that kind of that, that twist of, of that, you know, kind of that formula there, then you can, you know, check that one out. And then also what, uh, what is somewhat a lesser known movie um, that really just combines uh, time travels, time traveling. Although this one actually contains loops along with a lot of chase scenes and running uh, and running is run Lola run. Which oh, is okay. a which is a yeah so it's a little independent uh, a German movie where um you know uh, where the the that movie has a lot of there really three three main time loop sequences and that the conceit of the whole time is that Lola has a boyfriend who's in trouble who's going to be killed in twenty minutes if she doesn't get to a certain location and so she has to physically run to to get there and that that there's three distinct time loops of the same situations and then also. From a, uh, a film, a storytelling plot device, which uh, which I thought was genius about this movie is when she's doing the running, she comes across certain characters and they use uh, multiple pictures. If you if um, have you guys seen Run Lola Run by the way, yeah, yes, okay, yeah. So so you know what I'm talking about. They, so they they use multiple pictures uh, to then give full stories of people in about 15 seconds. You know, and in each and in each iteration of when she run past them, the story is slightly different based on what's going on. But it has it has a lot of uh, it has the time loop, it has the, the chasing, a lot of the running, and it's a very fast paced movie. Nice, very that was, good. That was a good pick. I thought I thought that you were gonna I thought twice that you were gonna steal mine, Ocean. Um, <laughs> I thought of two. Um, one, the confusingness of the time travel and the loops and the this and the that and the beeps and the bops. Uh, Looper, right? With um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce, Willis, Bruce Willis, where it's like you're an assassin, but like what, you close your own loop and that's how we solve this problem. But then, of course, things go awry. I don't know. I also could have said, although I think I've recommended it many times before, is uh, uh, it eventually became called Live, Die, Repeat. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. I love Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, great movie. Um, but the thing that I kept kept coming to me in, in my mind when I was watching this was just the inevitability of the Terminator and the fact that, like, you can never really rest because he's coming and he feels no pain and he does know this and he does know that. It made me think of uh, the horror movie It Follows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- hmm. Where it's just like, it's it's coming for you. It will get you. You can try to outrun it. You can try to outfox it or whatever, but it will like walk across the bottom of the sea if it has to, to get to you. And I was just like picturing, you know, the Terminator just like walking across the bottom of a lake or something because it was the fastest way to like get Mm -hmm, to get to Sarah Connor. So I don't think any of those are particularly good or insightful, but... (laughs) That's no, the, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I love Edge of Tomorrow, and, and uh, Looper was a very good and confusing movie. Yeah, I, was, I yeah. remember enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, but no, I, right. I, that's all. Right. Yes, no, I, I enjoyed it, and then I think I was at the end of the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this was really good. I don't know what I watched, but it was yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I like that. Well, yeah. On to yeah. never think of it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thanks for being our guest, Ocean. Is there anything Thank that you, you for would having like me. to um, uh, recommend? Like, where can people find you and follow you and watch and listen to all of your uh, goodness? Oh, well, what I'm doing is I'm part of the True Story FM family of podcasts. Immediately up next uh, for me is a Saturday matinee. Saturday matinee is a weekly podcast where uh, I and other other groups of hosts who we we interchange who the lineup is. Uh, We discuss movies and movie and TV news. uh, We play games and then we have a list challenge where we have to come up with a list of movies based on some theme that is bequeathed upon us the week before that can be as random as, as anything some of the list some of the subjects are great some of them are eh, i'm not as big a fan of they're difficult but that's uh, you know that's it's a nice fun weekly show and then my uh, primary p- podcast is the film board uh it's where i am uh also joined by a couple of other hosts that we in, that we sw- swap in and out um to discuss primarily the big new releases i've uh had uh, had the pleasure of doing them with you, Chrissy, where we discussed Morbius, which was a, a big new release. Oh, and Doctor Strange, both of which were questionable. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the next one up is the movie that uh, I still believe is going to be a movie, Top Gun Maverick. I'll so. believe it when I see it. Yeah. 
I think it's just a preview. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. a preview. My, my, my brother, my, because it was originally supposed to come out, what, in 2019? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Bro- my brother, Logan, did a bit to where it's like doing scenes from the movie and everyone is just overtly re- re- It's like, this isn't the 80s anymore. This is 2019, Maverick. Like, <laughs> just like constantly referring to 2019 in the scenes. Nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. 2019 everything's yeah. fine yeah, exactly. everything will continue to be fine from this year on to next year um, <laughs> nothing's gonna change nothing's gonna change yeah i'm uh, i'm uh, having a hard time with my list for this week uh but we'll see i already got my trailer in so yeah uh excited uh nathan what can people do to support your filmmaking endeavors uh, as usual, if you uh, want to check out any of my um, uh, past movie projects or very uh, slowly tune in for future news, um, go to squishystudios.com or Squishy Studios on the Facebooks. Yeah. The interwebs. Uh, you can find me at on the interwebs at Most Excellent Chrissy or at Most Excellent Pod or at the actual physical neighborhood comedy theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, which in the time loop of things that are past but also future, in the future for us that are recording this, Nathan will be our guest on Friday night where he will tell stories that will inspire improv comedy. Um, but you listening, that will have been in the past. So stay tuned to everything that the Neighborhood Comedy Theater is doing so you don't miss out on fun real-life oh, activities. Travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening. You know, do all the things where you like and you rate and you review and you uh, pause. If, if you Not pause. What am I? Like and review and... Share? Rate, share? Subscribe? Share? Yeah, I would pause. <laughs> I don't know. Don't pause. Uh, tell a friend, you know, do all that stuff. Yeah. And please, when you're out there in the world, remember to keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind and be excellent to each other and party, party on, dude. And then there should be a little tag at the end, right? Like, I would be yeah, back. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would be back. Or right. wait, what is it? Don't be terminated, fuckers. Yeah. Exactly. Or get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs>